0: Hey guys, what's going on? G-Man here. Thank you so much for checking out this week's episode of the Fun V Tailgate presented by Thunderblogsports.com a part of the Bullpen Cart podcast feed. Maddie D and I are back at it previewing the NFL Divisional round. We give a quick recap of the National Championship game to kick things off. Go through a little coaching carousel. Maddie D has some grades for the five new hires around the NFL. We recorded it Before the reports of Adam Gase going to the Jets. So if you notice that omission, that is why we recorded it earlier that night. But then we get to the four games that the NFL has to offer on Saturday and Sunday. We go through all the key matchups. Everything you need to know. We make some picks except for the Eagles to keep with the Juju. Hashtag Juju guys. It's a jam-packed episode, I cannot wait to hear what you guys think in the comments But as always, make sure you like, share, and subscribe to the podcast Again, the bullpen cart on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts ThunderBLG is where you need to follow us on Twitter, Thunderblogsports On Instagram and Facebook, just like the website, Thunderblogsports.com But again, enjoy this week's episode, guys It was a ton of fun to record Here we go And we are live! Welcome to this week's edition of the Fun Beat Tailgate, presented by Thunderblogsports.com. A part of the Bullpen Cart podcast feed, I, of course, am the G-Man. Joining me, as always, is my man, Manny D! What's up, buddy?
1: Oh, my God, I'm still coming down, dude. Still so coming down from the well, no, I mean, honestly, I know there was another game, but I'm really just coming down from the Eagles game still. Okay. I'm still right, still riding the high, if Double you will. I, amazing, incredible. Um, yeah, I
0: mean, that's just that. I thought you like, I'd let you know. I'd let you know. <laughs> no, I mean, probably one of the craziest endings to a game, probably one of the craziest surroundings to the end of the game from Eagles fans. Venmoing Cody Parkey, finding out that it was tipped by the Eagles defense officially to just the fact that back it up, that big Dick Nick brought the ball down the field to get golden Tate in the end zone, seemingly making up for all transgressions of thinking that golden Tate trade was terrible, all this sort of stuff. I mean, it all ended on a perfect note and there was signs that bears fans, I mean, you can look it up on Twitter, of different personalities and whatnot of saying Cody park, will be the death of the bears. This might be a Cody Parky game and all this sort of stuff. And obviously the, the Eagles defense ended up blocking it, but an incredible ending to the game. If you don't see the reaction video from garage where I was watching the game, we all were going nuts. It was absolutely insane, man. I know. I think you were at Ukrainian Christmas. I'm sure that added some extra jolly to your holiday.
1: I would agree. Yes, it was. We were we were wearing our traditional Ukrainian garb and screaming a lot. <laughs> no. Some interesting, interesting photos, if you will. <laughs> That's incredible.
0: Is there yeah. like specific chants in Ukrainian that you yell at Ukrainian Christmas? Uh,
1: I wish no, no. There's no nothing. Yet. There's some prayers that are done. Yeah. I I don't know the language well enough, so I guess I, I guess I couldn't necessarily speak on that, if you will.
0: Yeah. So, so yeah. before we get to well, we'll get to the Eagles Saint team, team later, but I just got to ask, are you – because last year during the divisional round, you were skiing. Are you going skiing again this year to keep the juju alive?
1: <laughs> I am not going skiing this year to keep – no, 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 no. Was I skiing? Oh, I was. I was with I was with Mr. Kimball. That's right. You were with That's our buddy Paul. You were up in, you were up in Vermont. I, yeah, no, I will not be I will not be partaking in the same action. Um, but that was a Saturday game. So remember, I'm, I'm a little stuck here on That's Sunday. That's a good point.
0: After. This is a Sunday game. Right. So the That's juju a very good point. Lost.
1: The juju was lost anyway.
0: Well, no, we still the, the juju's alive. They're just, no, there's just no, there's different no, parts no. of the juju the, we got to get. That
1: game. juju is lost. That oh, juju yeah, yeah, you're right. You're yes. right. You're
0: right. We don't want to piss off the juju gods. I'm still going to garage. Be,
1: well, I will, and I will be watching where I've watched most of the games this year down at the uh, the D Street Pub out at uh, 18 Clover Mill with uh, with Papa D. So
0: yes, he's been the what lucky. Guy. You're giving your parents a dress out on a podcast. Yeah, I mean, no, you want to go watch it, well. D Street Pub. I,
1: I just said eighteen clover. That's all. So there's a lot more there. So they'll have to, you know, dive in a little
0: bit on that one. Yeah. All right. All right. People can do the math. <laughs> I'm sure but anyway,
1: could, uh, and uh, by the way, I'm sure they would be invited in.
0: So I'm sure your parents, your parents are probably some of the nicest parents out there. I love my my mom as well, uh, and she probably would be more than happy to have you. She's not going to be at her house. She'll be jujuing it at our friends the Hamlets. But there you go. Yeah, your parent, your mom would probably cook Thanksgiving dinner for a horde of. Whomever, if they showed up at their at your house on on Thanksgiving, she Jordy, openly. I'm hoping, she,
1: I'm hoping she does.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> considering how many times we've had all sorts of festivities at your parents' house, but anyway, we're not here to talk about the De Stefano household. We are here to talk football. We're going to start, though. I know the title says NFL divisional round, but we would be terrible at covering college football if we didn't mention the national championship game. We got to talk about it a little bit. Matty D Clemson with the absolute spanking of Alabama. A lot of people thought the line was a little eh, of Clemson getting that many points and they took that many points and then some, what were your immediate thoughts from the game?
1: Well, first of all, it one of the most shocking defeats in Nick Saban's career. Yep. Um, he hasn't, he hasn't been down by 21 points since his time as the Miami dolphins head coach. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely shocking. I think a couple things I had mentioned how Clemson hadn't seen a defense quite like Alabama's all season. Mm -hmm. But then I realized that Alabama really hasn't seen a quarterback like Trevor Lawrence. Now, I know they saw Kyler Murray, so I don't want to take too much away. Uh, but they're definitely two very different quarterbacks. Okay. Um, I would say that Clemson's lack of real competition. I mean, I know they played and M and Syracuse in one, and they were close, close games, both of them, although with Syracuse without Trevor Lawrence. But I was I'm still in shock by the outcome because Alabama was leading this game 16 to 14 in the second quarter. Like they were up, and they looked fine, other than Tua's two, yeah. uh, huge, two huge mistakes, yeah. though. Um, I think that's where you have to start, is that Tua looked out of sorts. He looked a little bit – almost like the stage was too big for him, which makes no sense because we know his no. pedigree. Exactly. I, I just think they got – and there, Mel Kuiper was on ESPN talking about this. Don't I don't think many draft people are going to take too much stock. They say this was just a really bad game from a really good quarterback, and it happens. Yeah. Um, although he also didn't have wide receivers making the same type of catches that Trevor Lawrence's receivers were making. So everyone's praising Lawrence, and he was
0: great. But he- Yeah, Justin Ross looked like <laughs> Odell Beckham Jr. out there. I mean, it was insane. If you remember I, one-handed –
1: yeah, he had six catches and three or four of them were one-handers. So, yeah. I'm not trying to take anything away from Lawrence, but I'm taking a little bit away from Lawrence. His receivers were incredible. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, it was insane to think, because you're right, Alabama was leading. It looked like this game was going to be like the like the Monday night football game, a 54-51 final score. It looked like it was going to be back-to-back haymakers. Almost a great way to, to – Continue on the return of Alabama Clemson to the national championship game. And then all of a sudden, you're right, Tua looked out of sorts. He looked frightened. Mm-hmm. But then, I mean, Clemson's up 31 16 at halftime. You think this is classic Saban. He's right. down, he's going to come out. And Clemson's defense just kept turning up the heat.
1: Well, I was going to say, and- I almost considered putting money on the game at halftime that Alabama would still win. As yeah. big as the deficit
0: uh, was. Yeah, I, I forget what the halftime spread was, and it was still Alabama was favored. And you'd you would think, like, all right, this is you know easy, easy money, because this is gonna come down to being a close game, which would have resulted in Alabama. It's gonna be Alabama minus let's say it was minus five. They were down they were down fourteen or fifteen points at halftime. It was been right. easy money there, but no, not the case at all. <laughs> I didn't even realize Matt because I kind of just I kind of put it on autopilot for myself. I had my computer out, you know, hanging out during the fourth quarter, just kind of waiting for the game to end. There were no points in the fourth quarter. It was just over. Completely yeah. over. The game just kept moving, you know. Right. I right. Yeah. I no, mean, it was, was it was a little what was shocking, like the play calling from Saban because there were some questionable plays or just kind of the lack of what seemed the what seemed like a lack of preparedness by Alabama.
1: Yeah, well, I'll say this, one thing Saban doesn't call – the, the offensive coordinator is leaving for Maryland. I actually thought he had a pretty particularly bad game. Um, but, for example, okay. the fourth down run by Tua uh, it was a shocking call to me. Um, that was one that I was a little confused about. Um, Mike Michael L- uh, Loxley is his offensive coordinator. Um, that was a shocking call because Tua is not a great runner of the football. He can do yeah. it. He's just not great. Uh, he's not Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts run there, I get. Um, uh, I I'm going to put a lot of it on the coaching in this case um, because okay. you know the talent level is the same on both sides of the ball because a lot of the players that you saw get destroyed, if you will, again on Alabama are going to the are going to be first round draft picks. Yeah. You know because the talent's there. No pressure. Um, very little coverage, if you will. Although once again, great plays being made all over the field also offensively the Alabama offensive line which is a pretty proud offensive line not that great
0: yeah they were getting thrown around
1: yep exactly um and so zero sacks for Alabama now Clemson only had two but
0: seven it, tackles for loss though
1: right and, and they were in and they were into his face all night also disappointing is a four yard average carry for Alabama I think they have they got the three running backs right Damian Harris is a senior, Najee Harris, and then Josh Jacobs. I think Najee Harris is the best out of all of them. Uh, I think having that many backs might have hurt them in this case a little bit. Sometimes it's nice knowing you can feed a guy, and he's really going to rock and roll. So if Najee Harris, who's a sophomore, comes back, I expect him to get more carries. And they've got a young guy coming in anyway who looks pretty good too. But. They didn't run the ball effectively. And that's, I, I understand they've moved more towards a passing offense. That's what, that's what uh, Lane Kiffin instilled in Alabama to give them kind of more of an edge when he was there. They, I think they're going to shift back to more of a ground pound game because that's how you keep a Trevor Lawrence off the field.
0: hmm. But eat the clock up.
1: Yeah. But I got to tell you something. I could see these two teams, I, I think these two teams are going to meet again next year. You think so? I do, um, and I, and I, I mean, and I think they're almost locks, if you will. Um, Clemson gets Texas A and M at home, uh, and other than that, they have the same SEC schedule. So unless Florida State turns around, Miami, who's probably not, Syracuse, who's going to challenge them in the ACC?
0: Yeah.
1: And when you look at Alabama, number one recruiting class class in the nation. So that's true. Think they're going to be fine again?
0: Um, if you ask me. Closer- do you think the gap will, will close on 3-4 versus them at
1: 1-2? I think the, really the only team – the only two teams that really have a shot to close the gap next year would be Georgia, who brings back a Jake Fromm, who is now not looking over his shoulder, and a very loaded roster there. And, and I would say the other team I think that has a real shot too would be – it would be would – be, I hate to say it, would be Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they have – um, I know there's a new coach there, but I, I think they have quite the roster. And if um, Eason – I know Eason, no, I, uh, who, no. Who am I thinking of? Who's yeah, the quarterback? Eason, yeah. Eason. If he can, yeah, if he can get um, – if he can get eligibility right away or Tate Martell, they're going to be pretty loaded as well. They are losing a lot of guys, but it's them. Uh, those are the two guys I think that can really close the gap. Um Although the other team i got to tell you to watch out for is the Florida Gators next year as well. Yeah,
0: they are definitely up on the rise. The Gators are. Mm -hmm. They had an incredible season under Dan Mullen.
1: Right. So, uh, but to me, I still think they're clearly head and shoulders above everybody, except I really think Georgia is still right there. I know they were a no-show early in the Sugar Bowl, um, but I just think they're right there. They still got so much talent. Um, So, yeah, we'll we'll go there. But but, uh, once again – it is clearly a top two situation right now. Um, it's like Real Madrid and Barcelona in, 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 in soccer, if you will, with these two teams at the top. They are just that good right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, and the nice thing, Greg and I talked about it a couple weeks ago. I think we talked about it a little bit last week is that while we'll see Trevor Lawrence again, while we'll see Tua again, we're going to get new names in there. You're going to hear more and more of you know these new these the next deal you know, the next D lineman, the next running back, mm-hmm. the next wide receiver. So that's at least nice. And mm-hmm. obviously, you know, with the ACC schedule that Clemson plays, if there is some sort of slip-up, maybe something different will happen. Who yeah. knows? It'll really know, fun you do to it see. Too.
1: Right. You really do never know, though. Right. No, I would agree. Um, one thing I didn't look at, let me take a look. I know Alabama uh, starts the season out against Duke, the team. Uh, but what do they have? What do they, they have? they their big matchups early. Duke, no, no. No, okay, they really don't. They do play at Texas A&M. Uh, Louis uh, – they do LSU at home. They don't play Georgia again, and then they go at Auburn. Okay. So, uh, to me, um, I think uh, – you know, I think really, really the game to circle there would be Texas a and M. I I think Texas AM on the road because I was having this conversation. The top two coaches in college football, Dabo Sweeney and – Nick Saban. Nick Saban won Davis Sweeney two. And I know Sweeney just won. I think you have to still put Nick in one. Who would your who would be your number three?
0: It's actually an have, interesting question.
1: Because I have an answer for you. And to me, it, it, it's Jimbo Fisher at Texas AM.
0: Yeah. I I like that. I like that a lot.
1: You know, maybe I'm wrong,
0: but I think I mean, he's they won are... a national championship. He did a really good job in his first year with A and M. Yeah. I like that a lot. I think Yeah, I mean, it's tough to try to put any sort of other weight on other coaches. Like Harbaugh, there's a lot of questions surrounding him. Urban's obviously gone. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't know exactly. I mean, there's such a big carousel on so many other different programs and Mm -hmm. and Mm all of that. I mean, Rick's gone at Miami. Yeah,
1: no, I mean, look, once again, I think you have to consider um, Kirby Smart at Georgia. You got to consider Lincoln Riley at Texas. Um, And there's other guys there. I'm not trying to dis every – I'm sorry, Oklahoma. But I I do think Jimbo's done a great job. By the way, I want to circle a matchup for you before we. Any, any, any last thoughts here? I don't want to. I don't want to cut you off before I gave you the coaching. No, no, you're good. Okay, so it's always fun to take a look at who teams are going to play in the future. Well, in 2020, two years from now, Notre Dame and Clemson are scheduled for a nice little, a nice little bout. Oh, um, the fake I, ACC matchup. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's fun. You can go on. Okay. There's actually websites you can jump on websites and see when teams are going to play. At, you know. In the future, which is always a fun thing to do, that is fun. Um, that, but that'll be a really good one because that's the one thing I've noticed. If Clemson, Alabama has done it a lot. Clemson hasn't always been scheduling a ton of really difficult out of conference opponents, so it will be nice to see them add a couple to give them, the, give us a really good time. Because the ACC, until somebody figures it out, the ACC is a little weak.
0: Um, I wish they could do scheduling that like they like used to be able to in college in uh, the college football video games. Because the one shitty thing is. That when they make these they make these schedule, they schedule these rival or home and homes rather. Yeah. So many years out is like they schedule it now and then the program takes a nosedive and then they, you get criticized for it. And it's like, all right, well, you know, right. so they were good then. Like right. not that no, I agree. might be in a, a shitty position in two years, but you know Yeah, no, that was, I, I forget I who some yeah. Alabama played somebody that they had that with and it was like, Well, they were good when we scheduled them, so mm-hmm. fuck off.
1: Well, think well. Think, no, think of Alabama, Louisville this year. I mean, Louisville had yeah. a high Heisman Trophy winner. I mean, they were a good program for a number of years
0: there. Maybe that's what it was, um, Alabama, Louisville. Yeah, maybe that's it, what by I'm the
1: way. Of. Just just to make sure that Alabama won't be outdone, and this actually may in twenty twenty, Alabama is scheduled to open the season at the at Jerry World against USC. So there you have it. So there, it's interesting. But once again, I, I would agree with you. I wish there was a way to flex, even if it was just maybe not the next season, but two years out. Um, let's flex some games. Let's make some teams play each other. I, I, I like college basketball does a great job of that, right? You have Duke, Kentucky, yeah. you know, you these great matchups early, and it really sucks you in. I know every game matters in college football, but you know that's why I don't even mind the fact that the SEC does their one of their FCS games late in the season because the SEC. right the SEC like like Alabama plays the Citadel in like in like the second to last or third to last week of the of the season. Now, I know everyone, everyone complains about it, but it's better than playing at the beginning of the year. Get me locked in early. Um, I don't
0: know. Maybe that's me, but yeah, it's weird. It, I mean, it's definitely something we can talk about more as the off season goes on or as we come back to the previews, uh, but th- there should be some sort of, there should be some sort of idea of figuring out how do we get, Oh, so many ranked games a week. So we can not have duds, especially in late September. I feel like that's usually when we get and kind of get eh, and yeah. an, eh, NFL schedule, that we're going to watch it cause it's football, but you know, you want some entertaining games.
1: Yeah, no, I got you. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. But college was wrapped up with quite a orange bow on Monday. Oh. But the, N- like that one. But the NFL is still raging on. Um, it is <laughs> So before we get into the playoff games, though, because you know I, I nerd out with all this kind of stuff. Not draft-related this time, but head coaching carousel is very yes. much
0: showing full swing. Oh, it is spinning yes. right round, baby.
1: So we talked about it last week. There are mm-hmm. there were eight teams without head coaches. Within a week, we are now down to five teams with coaches and three without them. So I'll go through the five and their hires, mm-hmm. and then we'll discuss, and then we'll talk about the other three. Does that work for you? Love, love it. Okay, so we'll go in alphabetical order which is kind of tough because there's a bunch of bees, <laughs> But the Broncos are actually listed first. So the Broncos hire Vic Fangio, former defensive coordinator. I believe he started his career at the 49ers. He was with the Bears this year, so one of the best defenses in football. Okay. Uh, then the Browns made the decision today to hire Freddie Kitchens, their offensive coordinator this year. So it's an in-house hire and relieved, by the way, Greg Williams of his defensive coordinator duties. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers made a surprising splash, hired Bruce Arians coming out of retirement. Also, by the way, it cost them a pick swap. They swapped their sixth pick for the Cardinals' seventh round pick because Mm -hmm. Arians was technically, they still had Arians' rights. And then Todd Bowles will come on as his defensive coordinator. That's interesting. Yes. Um, The Arizona Cardinals make one of the splashiest, best looking hires of the season in Mr. Cliff Kingsbury, former head coach at Texas Tech. Uh, And a couple other spots as well. And then finally, the Green Bay Packers hired Matt LaFleur, the offensive coordinator for Tennessee, who also spent some time under the tutelage of, one, Sean McVay, who obviously we know his greatness. So those are the five hires, Jordan. Now, I have actually graded them out. But before we get to Matty D's grades, I would like to hear your thoughts Anything that you love, anything that you hate on those hirings?
0: Um, I don't hate any. I think the Broncos – the Broncos is kind of a uh, – we'll wait and see. I mean, I like that they – we talked about last week. Their defense is in an, is in a precarious spot. Bringing mm-hmm. a defensive mind for a defensive team seems like a good idea. Um, I want to temper – as excited as it would be to see what Cliff Kingsbury can do in the NFL, I want to temper my expectations there. Okay. I do really like Bruce Arians for the Bucks. Okay. I think that there could be something there. It could be this interesting, you know, way of him see how he could build a roster because we saw what he did when he first got to Arizona, um, mm-hmm. Green Bay, same, same thing. Got to got to kind of just see what's up with that and really where they go because they they have a lot of things they have to figure out as we mentioned. I do really like Freddie Kitchens though. I like that with the, with the Browns. It seems like he really had a lot to do with their success in the second half of the year and continue carrying that over. Uh, So I think that that might be my favorite hire of the five.
1: Okay, I got you. All right, all right, all right. Interesting. So I will begin at the bottom of my rankings. Mm -hmm. Now, look, everyone loves the early rankings. My least favorite, my lowest grade, is actually the Green Bay Packers hiring of Matt Lafleur. Now, yeah. I'm going to rank it as a C-. Ooh. Yeah, I know, Ooh. I, I know. I know, I know. Here's why. So, everyone's trying – NFL's a copycat league, right? So, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan of the 49ers. Those are some of the guys that are, people are trying to copycat. A young, intriguing prospect uh, – a young, intriguing coach. Now, I know that Matt LaFleur had some success sitting next – to next to Sean McVay. Uh, so the assumption is that Sean McVay rubbed off on Matt LaFleur. I don't know if that's true. That's why I don't love the hire because his time at Tennessee, he wasn't particularly successful. Um, it's not like he had a lead offensive performance. I know Marcus Mariota was in and out of the lineup, but I am not overly inspired by this. And also, was it always the offense that was a problem? in Green Bay, or was the defense the bigger issue at times?
0: Yeah, I want to say it was the defense. Uh, I mean, their offense was okay. I mean, you can Mm -hmm. say all you want Aaron Rodgers was banged up and and whatnot, but Mm -hmm. I think their defense needs a lot of help.
1: Right, right. Now, look, Aaron Rodgers is going to cover up a lot of potential awards, and and you know what, Matt, Lafleur hiring a great defensive coordinator, like Doug Peterson did with, with Jim Schwartz coming to the Eagles, that's a huge addition. You know, for him to bring somebody in, and I'm sure Aaron Rodgers signed off on this hire. Yeah. Um, I don't consider it a D; I just consider it a C, and more on the minus side because I just haven't seen that same ingenuity and success with the Titans. And you would expect with a quarterback that everyone thinks is going to be great, like Mariota, even though it seems to me he won't be. I wasn't overly impressed. Um, so that was my lowest rating. My second lowest rating is actually going to contradict yours. And that's Bruce Arians to the Bucks. Okay. I gave it a B minus because, and for this, this is the sole reason why I'm concerned about the hiring. Bruce Arians retired, which is a weird step for most coaches. Very emotional after a lot of success. I think in theory he's a great choice for Tampa Bay, right? He's got a vertical offense with Mike Evans, and they're going to probably lose to Sean Jackson. But Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, can, he, if anybody's going to turn you know, Jameis Winston around, you think he could do it. But I just is his heart still in it? That's my question. Because he did retire. That's fair. So that's my concern. Now, Todd Bowles is a defensive coordinator though. That's a great choice. Yeah. Helps I love, that like that thing. a lot. That's what drove me to a B. Right. Um, my next in the ranking is the Browns hiring of Freddie Kitchens, their former, their, their, you know, their offensive coordinator. I normally I'd be upset by something like this. I like a splashy hire, but the Browns need continuity. So I really I really appreciate Brown's ownership, you know, not freaking out and hiring somebody or just hiring somebody via their name only. Does that make sense?
0: Mm -hmm. No, it that makes sense.
1: Yeah, and you know what? He has the relationship with Baker, and that's all that matters. Exactly. Um, That's why I like it. Right. My second highest ranking is the Broncos of Vic Fangio. He's the only primarily defensive hire this year. You knew. Didn't you know that John Elway had to go old school?
0: Yeah, you probably figured it.
1: Right, he had to go old school, so he goes with an older defensive super, you know, defensive super mind, if you will. And I got to tell you, Dory, he's going to get to coach, you know, uh, Chubb and uh, Miller coming off the edge. Watch out, that defense could really turn around and help out here. So I am, I, I like that hire. I think people are going to trash it a little bit, but I think it's a really smart hire by the Broncos. Yeah, which leads me to my number one. All right, and maybe I just am enamored with the look. All right, I think the Cardinals get an A-plus for the hire of Cliff Kingsbury. I listened to Dominique Foxworth talk. talk, He hates the hire. Here's why, though. If he doesn't work out, hey, he took a great shot. You know, he was young. He wasn't ready yet. All right, no big deal. Move on to the next coach. But, man, if he clicks, oh, wow, it's going to be fun to watch that Cardinals team who already has a little bit of talent. Okay. So maybe maybe I'm wrong but I want to I mean I, I don't know I, I just think it's an easy out hire if you will. Does that
0: make sense? No, I maybe- that's actually really a fair point because you uh, can cut your ties and say all right, we tried this. No no, yeah. no harm no foul. Um did you see by the way that there somebody put out a uh, a meme that was Pete Carroll looking at the rest of the other the super young coaches in the rest of the NFC West. <laughs> and it's the clip from the office of Creed coming in with the with the uh, jet black dyed hair.
1: I did not see that. That's amazing. I love yeah, that. It was really funny.
0: <laughs> it was, it by the was way, pretty hysterical. Yeah,
1: yeah. I want to make my quick Kingsbury pitch why because I, I don't want I don't want to tell you I'm just going by his looks, okay? One, yes, people are saying, well, he's attached to Patrick Mahomes, who's great. Patrick Mahomes was recruited by no one. He has offers, or for I looked it up. Houston and Rice offered him. Con- so, so Kingsbury found him, unearthed him, and developed him. So that's one. You know, he also, by the he molded way, molded him. Right. He right. spent Heated time him. at he spent he spent time at Houston with Case Keenum. He was he was the tutor there for him. He also, by the way, underratedly spent one year with Baker Mayfield because Mayfield went to Texas Tech first and then transferred. Not a great split, but did all right. And a little bit of time with Davis Webb, who's the backup Jets QB now. Comes from the air raid offense, which is all the rage across the board. Mm-hmm. And he has experience. He was a quarterback. He – he at Texas Tech, like he was a bad player either. He put great numbers. If he can hire the right defensive coordinator – By the way, this is a defense who has Chandler Jones and Patrick Peterson. They already have pieces in place there. Huh? Just watch out. Um, when Doug Peterson was hired, he was the lowest ranked in there. Who's the best coach ranked almost across the board. No one liked the Doug Peterson. hire.
0: Yeah. Look a lot of people tur- were very critical of it.
1: Look, look how that turned out. The other, by the way, the other five coaches hired his same year. All fired. No job. So anyway, um, I, and I, just, I had to bring up my, my point. I didn't want people to think, what is that? What is that crack pipe talking about? Big cliff guy. I wish him well in Arizona. I'll be rooting for those Cardinals. All right. I mean, rooting. Um, yeah. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to go off on a tangent there. I just I had to bring it up. I
0: like it. Okay. I love the uh, analysis.
1: Got you. Got you. Got you. In three jobs left. Two are the same division, the Jets and the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. And then the Bengals have also not hired anybody. No. Everybody in the Jets, apparently, Mike McCarthy and the Jets are talking. Okay. Um, Seems like the safest choice. What are your thoughts? Do you think McCarthy's a good fit there? Is there anybody else, you know, or do you think they should just pull the trigger on McCarthy and bring him?
0: Yeah, I mean, he could do well with Sam Darnold. I mean, he did well enough. He did well with uh, Aaron Rodgers for so long until Aaron Rodgers basically said, you know, "Eh, done with you. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think he could work. I think trying to think who else. who else is out there? I know Josh McDaniels has floated around, but yeah, it doesn't but he, seem like he's he wants to. did he say he didn't
1: want to anymore? No. Yeah, he shut the door. If it wasn't, if it wasn't the Packers, he's done. So there's two other names that are out there, big names, uh, not big names, strong names. Two coordinators, Ton, uh, Mon- T- Todd Monken, who was the former Bucks coordinator.
0: Okay, all right?
1: hey. he might be able to energize what he's been able to do already. By the way, they were the number one passing offense last year, this year in football, Tampa Bay, obviously for a lot of reasons. Um, so there's one, and he obviously is out of a job. He was apparently the runner-up for the Packers job. And Eric uh, Benemy, the offensive coordinator of the Chiefs, is the other hot name out there. Um, so those are two guys that would make some sense. Also, apparently, Adam Gase's name is getting tossed around. So he yeah. might I, I need to would spend I think he's, he's, still,
0: he's a job somewhere. At really he's like an it. OC.
1: I think that's a great hire there. Um, and so those are some of the names I've heard in relation to that job. I just don't know if McCarthy. Maybe he brings some stability. I just my question is how much of his success you have to determine in interviews. How much of his success is based on Aaron Rodgers? I don't know if there's no. a
0: right or wrong answer to that. So we'll see. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Um, other
1: jobs. The Dolphins. By the way, this is a new. This is a new development for Miami. Okay. Apparently they are, and I have no idea why. Interested in Rex Ryan. Whoa! I first of all not sure why bingo. I, I don't know. I, I yeah, same thing. I thought I was like Rex Ryan. Are you serious? So they've entered. They, they've inter- They're interested in him. They've interviewed Brian Flores, the former uh, the defensive coordinator, excuse me, for the Patriots. But uh, apparently Rex Ryan is like very very interested, and they are interested. And I don't get it. I mean, I, if they're a rebuilding team, you want to bring in a coach like Rex Ryan? Shocked. Yeah, um, that's pretty yeah. insane. But but this is one of the reasons why they are consistently between six and ten and ten and six.
0: Yeah, that's pretty we over that.
1: Because they their their owner Stephen Ross gets in the way. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I I mean, I don't know. Are, are you, would you even think about it?
0: No, I wouldn't want to bring in Rex Ryan. I think that's a weird hire because then Rob gets involved and. I don't know. It, it becomes more about them, it feels like, than than about the team and and all that kind of stuff. That just seems like a weird move.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I'm very lost on that one. But that's why they're a middling franchise. I mean, these, these are the things that, that that gotta bother you. I, I just, yeah, I'm yeah. shocked because I know Ryan. He's interesting. And by the way, it'd be wild if he coached all three team, other, all three teams, other in the Patriots, and never got by the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm blown away. Blown away. Um, final opening, by the way. Cincinnati Bengals. Um, Hugh Jackson is apparently a leading candidate, which I also don't understand. Vance Joseph is Vance Joseph has come in for an interview, which I actually like because I think he kind of got the short end of the stick. Yeah, so he'd be fine
0: hire. I think he'd be yeah, fine I'd, with that I, team. I'd, I'd okay Another good defensive team. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Um, and they also interviewed uh, Eric Benemy Got an interview there as well. Um, okay. as well as Bill, uh, Bill laser, who was the offensive coordinator and he was a former Eagle assistant. So I just think they're going to go Hugh Jackson. I I don't love, I love that. Um, But that is kind of the owner of Mike Brown's way. He just likes doing what he wants to do. I don't know. So we'll see.
0: Yeah. I mean, it'll be really interesting. I I don't know if we'll get any sort of update by the time we talk next week. Yeah. It might take a while, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Probably by this, maybe after the Super Bowl, we'll see. Uh, I don't think there's any players on or there are not players, uh, coordinators on any of the teams, at least that we wouldn't have heard of that are, yeah. you know, potentially out in the running. But who knows? But well, I gotta
1: tell you, I gotta tell you, there's there's another team that I really think might might have a new head coach, and I think they should move that way. And, and it is the Houston Texans and Bill O'Brien. Uh, yeah, you re- you talked
0: about that last week.
1: Yeah, that you can't, you know, at some point. You, they just – they didn't even look good in that game. And they were the, – on paper, they are the better team than the Colts. So I am interested. I understand that they – like continuity is important, and I get that. But at some point, he's 1-3 in the playoffs. And, and his one win was against Connor Cook, and his teams have gotten trashed in the playoffs. I mean blown out in the playoffs. So we'll see. Um is he is he Marvin Lewis two So I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, it could happen. But let's look at this weekend, Matt, and we can kind of give a um, re- or we can give our thoughts quickly on the on the respective wins. You know, but uh-huh. we start with this weekend's Saturday games, the divisional round. We begin with the Colts going to the Chiefs in. What's looking like could be the highest scoring game of the week. It's the highest over by seven points at fifty-seven for an NFL playoff game. Fifty-seven is the over/under. Chiefs come in as a five and a half point favorite. Matt, what are your initial thoughts coming it's into really this longer.
1: one? Well, if, I, I think it's going to be high scoring. You um, think so? Uh, I, yeah, yeah, I do. I really do. You know, both, I, mean, I know that the Colts have a couple players, Darius Leonard on defense, and the Chiefs are a little underrated defensively, mostly because teams. Have tried to bring their best all year to keep up with Mahomes, and that can affect them. Um, but yeah, no, I I uh, I think it's be very high scoring. I still like the Chiefs. I know Andy Reid's playoff record is not particularly great, in particular with the Chiefs. And I know how good the Colts have been. I think I just think Mahomes has enough magic in Arrowhead to get it done. But I think it's really close. Um, I, I, it's a really fun matchup too. I just think the yeah. Colts are a piece or two away on both sides of the ball for Andrew Luck to be able to carry them, whether it's another receiver or another defensive player to help a little
0: bit. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's going to be. Hey, this is what we thought the national championship was going to going to happen. I, I don't think right. it's going to be at that pace of it's going to be outrageous scoring in the first quarter, but it's definitely going to be a game where it's the fourth the fourth quarter starting. The scores Somewhere in the 30s to somewhere in the 30s, and it could end up in the forties and maybe not pushing fifties, but probably a 46, 43 type of final score. A lot of going for two, a lot of kind of fighting, clawing for it. Um and a lot of I, I think a lot of just cannonball throws by either Andrew Luck or Patrick Mahomes. I yeah. think you're absolutely right. Um, I know there's injuries on both sides of the of the ball, uh for both teams. I think that might help to affect it. Weather's looking like it might be kind of uncooperating towards that, but yeah, I think fifty-seven is an interesting number. And I know I said around thirty at the end of the quarter, but I like what you're saying with uh, Patrick Mahomes still has it in him to pull out some a little bit more magic in this one. And I think yeah, I think the Colts fall just short. Uh, five and a half is a good number though, so I'm not sure about where I'd fall there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Lo- and, and, and let me ask, I'm going to tell you something. Man. I will we'll wait till I'll wait till we get to the other AFC game to talk about this. Um, but yeah, and no, I agree. This is one of the ones, you, honestly, there's not a game I don't want to tune into this weekend. There's no clunker. Um, yeah, but this is one of those that could be a fun big 12 like game. Although you say that and the NFL, the next thing you know, they, you know, that one team wins 13 to seven. Um, but I doubt with the two, th- with the two signal callers here, that is going to happen. Um, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Leads us right into the evening game, which Mm -hmm. has real star power in it. In Los Angeles, which you know they're excited about out there, even though they don't really have a home advantage. Um, This is why the NFL wanted to go to L.A., so they could see the Cowboys, quote-unquote America's team, whatever, uh, joining the fray against a a, a kind of an under – let me ask you, the Rams – was no one talking about the Rams and we forgotten what we think they are.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think that's a fair way to put it. Cause we right. started, Mahomes kind of captured the hearts of the season of yep. this, you know, <clears throat> spry plucky young team and, and young player. And then the saints became the dominant force that we thought the Rams were going to be, even though the saints, you know, they have the same record. So, they have home I field know. throughout, throughout everything. But, the Saints kind of stole that, the dominant team from uh-huh. from the Rams. The Rams are now coming into this thinking, where's our you know, where's our cut of it? People think we're just this team that plays at a college stadium, so we don't have any sort of home field advantage. We get the you know most popular team in America, and I say that with a quotation marks, around right. every single word. I think they got a big chip on their shoulder despite being a seven point favorite going into this game. Uh-huh. I uh-huh. think uh-huh. McVeigh saw what he had potentially last season where they ended up and I think he wants nothing to do with a, with an early exit and I think he's crafting a way to keep the Cowboys defense on the field as long as he can and to just shove it down their throats and then make Dak Prescott beat his pass rush because no, that's what yeah. they're going to have to do they're going to they can bottle up Zeke and they got to make Dak do it. This is what we thought the Seahawks could potentially do, but the Rams have the tools to do that.
1: No, right. I would agree. I would agree. I, I, and I would tell you this. I think that Vegas clearly doesn't think – hasn't forgotten about the Rams because that's a nice seven-point line. I know it's at home coming off a of bye week, but against a hot Dallas Cowboys team, that is a really nice seven-point line. Um, yep. My question is, can they stop Zeke? Because this is a defense built to play with a lead. So if you let Zeke get going and they get up early, they don't have great linebackers. Mm -hmm. As good as Aaron Donald is, they're a great pass rush defensive line. They have to show they can slow down Elliott early or else this could be a weird kind of slow game. Um, And I would say this, though, my concern, because there's nothing I would want less than to have the Cowboys in the NFC Championship game. Can they – is Todd Gurley healthy? I hope the bye week helped him.
0: He apparently is practicing today, so I think that's a good sign. I saw I saw something on that on ESPN. Uh, one thing of note, interestingly enough, the Cowboys on the road have been much different than the Cowboys at home. They've let up. Their last game was against the their last road game, aside from last week in the regular season against the Giants. They let up or no, they had a home game last week. They let up 35 points to the New York Giants, let up 23 on the road to the Colts back in December. Uh, Their previous away away game before December 16th, Matt, was November 18th in Atlanta when they barely squeaked by the Falcons. They beat the Eagles by seven seven on November 11th. So uh, on the road, the Cowboys can be shaky, and I think that's what certainly gives the Rams a a big advantage here because I think – I mean, they have enough tools to get it done through the air. But I, I, I get what you're saying with Gurley. And is that, you know, a viable you – know, do they have a, enough to, you know, have a two-pronged attack against this team?
1: Yeah, no, I, uh, I just – yeah, I definitely agree with you there. Um, yeah, I, I want to be really confident in the Rams. I do. I'm just a little concerned.
0: Um, but yeah. you are already- Cowboys plus seven might be the pick.
1: Uh, yeah, at least to cover. Um,
0: yeah.
1: So we'll see. Uh, yeah, like I said, just a little bit concerned there uh, in this case. So, yep. Um, but it should another really great matchup. And all these matches are so good. They're so good. Um, yep. And so we'll We'll see what happens. But, yeah, they, they played. They did, no, they did not play Chug.
0: No, no. No, I'm they didn't. The them only because they were division winners last year. Right,
1: right, 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 right. Gotcha, gotcha.
0: They okay. will play next year. That's true. Because that's true. Division winners. No, um, yeah, but yeah. let's move to Sunday where we have one of the more intriguing games to start the day. The Los Angeles Chargers traveling to Gillette to face the Patriots. Patriots open minus four, the lowest over under of the week at 47 points. Huh. Yeah. Interestingly enough. What are your thoughts coming into
1: this? Well, first of all, it's got to be a little weather-related. Second of all, both, I mean, the Chargers defense is better than you think it is. And
0: that's very true.
1: The Patriots offense isn't as good as you maybe think it was as compared to last year. So I get the over-under. This, there are just, the AFC has some of the best quarterback matchups I've ever seen in the playoffs, right? We talked about Luck, Mahomes. How about the old guard, Rivers and Brady? Um, if you put their statistics together, it's the most touchdowns, yards, pretty much almost every stat that ever ever met. Low in time. Game. Oh, it's it's unreal what they're bringing to the table in this one. Um, yep. For the Chargers, they want it as bad as anyone. This could be Rivers' last year. This um, is their window, you know. For the Patriots, they want to prove to people that Brady still has it. And obviously they're the dynasty, so you know, uh, I, I don't even I, I I'm struggling with where to go on this one because it's hard to it's hard to pick against Brady Belichick in the playoffs. Um, but I really want the Chargers. I think Rivers deserves it. Um, they have a great team. They are balanced on both sides of the ball. Um, I I am struggling with where I want to go with this because I just think there's a lot of really really good. Players on both sides. I, I'm. In fact, be, I think it might be the best game, um, in terms of just matchup on paper, in the playoffs so far.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think this is. The, I think this is the game of the weekend. Um, I think both teams. You hammered the. You hammered that point home perfectly. Uh, two. Obviously, there's. There hasn't been enough said about Brady and Rivers throughout their careers, uh, in the last. Really, I mean. 15 years? Is that how long it's been since Philip Rivers has been in the league? Um, yeah. I think I think well, sure I think you're correct. Go ahead. Yeah, I think it was 04 was his draft. Um but yeah, I mean they both have great receivers. They have, you know, they have tools around them to get the job done. Two good defenses. The Chargers I'd give a little bit of an edge too. Um, you don't want to take anything away though from Brady at home in the playoffs. You know, this is why they don't get they don't take their foot off the gas pedal. Any any of that sort of stuff in the in the the Belichick way, the Patriot way, um, yeah. In terms of a pick, I don't know. It's Patriots minus four, which is uh, it's you know that's this could come down to a field goal. I think. I mean, I think I think it's going to be a close game. I agree. Um, I might just take Chargers plus four, but I think the Patriots still win. Okay. Yeah. I think maybe like yeah. the Chargers either get close, almost like what ha- what the Seahawks did to the Cowboys
1: mm-hmm.
0: or the Patriots, you know, they go down the field and, and don't double doink.
1: Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, I, I think I – That or they I, kill
0: them. They yeah. win by like 21 points.
1: I can't put money on – I can't put money on – I can't put money against Brady. I, it's not allowed. so yeah,
0: Brady, it's Brady uh, at home in the playoffs. They didn't lose yeah. at home this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
1: So we'll see what happens. So, fascinated, fascinated. I, I don't know. I just, yeah, I think it's a lot. Um yeah. a, This is like my favorite game of the weekend. I mean, other than the fact, that if the Eagles, if it wasn't my team playing in the next game, this would be the game I'd be tuning in for more than any of the other ones. Um, I just think it's an incredible matchup.
0: So I'm excited that this is the game that I have to go, when I go scout out the, our spot at the bar, oh, this nice. is the see? game that I have to tune, tune into. Because yeah. Ravens Chargers was a dud. Well,
1: it shouldn't have been a Doug. Well, no, you know what? Yeah, it shouldn't I, have been. We're getting, when we do our preview for the NFL next year, we'll get into why I I think Lamar Jackson is meh, but you never know.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. That's an off-season topic, off-season topic. Let's get to the Eagles, though. We talked about the Bears. We talked about that whole game, but let's talk about this game. A rematch of a I guess, I November 18th stinker from the Eagles. <laughs> But every single member of the Eagles, whether it's Nick Foles or any member of the defense, has stated it brought the team closer together. It was the kick in the pants i mean that they needed, even though you know there was still a little bit of slippage afterwards or slipping from the team. Matt, talk to me. What are we thinking coming into this game? Well, I'm going to read you.
1: This is a tweet, by the way. I didn't know this man had Twitter, but it's Tony Dungy. So Tony Dungy wanted to let Eagles fans know that back in 2005 when he was coaching the Colts, they smoked the Steelers late in the season, 26-7 to seven, in, a, in a totally dominant performance. In the divisional round of the playoffs, the Steelers went to beat Indianapolis and went on, to win, the, and went on to win the Super Bowl. So the playoffs, yeah. playoffs are a new season. We'll see what happens. I think the one thing that, – that's such a good point. It's hard to do the same thing twice to a team. As good, Unless you're the Patriots and you're playing one of your AFC East opponents. It's hard to do the same thing twice, although they've had their you know, close games. I think that um, it's going to be a great game. There's so many good storylines. Uh, but the one I remember is remember how angry Jen- Malcolm Jenkins was when the Saints were – and I don't care that they did this, but they were running up the score at the end. It's not something that defenders remember. Uh, forget. Excuse me. I, you know, I think it's gonna be a tight game.
0: Yeah, I think it's gonna get chippy. Uh-huh. I think. I mean, there's a lot to unpack for this game. I mean, for one, we didn't really mention the stellar play from the secondary in this it, from the Eagles in the Bears game. And what a good job the scouting department did of finding a number of the dudes that played their asses off. I, I. I'm still nervous because you know you got to wonder lightning in a bottle how much of it we've been catching and can this happen to the Saints team that that we talked we just talked about they took away the steamroller you used to you used to say this about Russell Wilson and the Seahawks back when we first started doing the Thunderblog of how big of a buzzsaw they were this is what the Saints team feels like and that's why me as an Eagles fan I'm incredibly nervous and uh-huh. really have to wonder what you know, what's going to happen coming into this. But I don't know. I think yeah. there's.
1: Well, I'm gonna break this lot. up. Yeah, you gotta turn on the tape again. You gotta turn on the Cowboys Saints tape to see what the Cowboys did to up- disrupt the offense. But that's first a very and good foremost. Play. The thing you need to stop more than anything else is their running game, which is not easy to do because Kamara and Ingram are two of the best backs in the league. They're a great one-two punch. I, I know Drew Brees is the Hall of Famer. I know he had an MVP caliber season, but to me, if you can't stop those two, might as well forget about the rest. But there is, a, there is as great as Brees is, the blueprint is pressure up the middle, and we have those. We have the guy to do it in Fletcher Cox and then Jernigan rotating in, and then Graham or Bennett coming to the inside. If they can get pressure on a, a little bit of a dinged-up Saints offensive line, it'll at least slow the, the train, But what what killed us in the first game is we got down so early. You just have to find a way to score points. Even if it's a field goal and a touchdown, give me 10 points in the first quarter, and we're going to go from there. I think that's a good plan for this here. Um, Pick on their defensive backfield. They are not great in that regard. So get Jeffrey involved. Find a way to match up against Eli Apple. Uh, Even Mark uh, Marcus Lattimore, who had been great this rookie season, has had the same good year. But you know what? You know that Doug is going to pull it all out for this game. So I I am excited to see it. Um, but it's house money, baby. So
0: we're all right. Exactly. Same feeling as last year. House money, you just got to keep riding it. Got to believe in St. Nick. Got to believe. Yeah.
1: yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And just got to keep the juju going.
1: I would agree. I would agree, but it's another incredible matchup, right? You know, the two teams, Super Bowl winning Super Bowl champs, number one overall seed. Storylines are there. It's also in a fantastic, um, it's also in a fantastic uh, stadium, going down to the Superdome.
0: Um, just fired up. Yeah, it's going to be. I mean, it's going to be incredible. It's going to be a fun game. It's the best way to probably cap off the weekend, mm-hmm. uh, if you had to ask me. Do we get – because there's two games on, on Fox this week. Do we get the Joe Buck careers, or are they doing Dallas the night before?
1: I know. I think this is considered the prime matchup because it's the Sunday night matchup with the number one seed. I, I think we'll get Buck, right? I think.
0: Yeah, interesting. I mean, I'm going to be at a bar, so I won't hear anyway. I just I just noticed that, that there's two Fox yeah. games. Yeah, I why don't is know. The, why is Saturday at 4.30 the NBC game? That's stupid. I know. Um, that's weird. NBC kind of getting a – a, a dog final game of the year
1: yeah i don't know it's a, yeah i'm a little no. yeah
0: uh, i mean i mean this is probably of all things for for us to be picking nits at uh, when <laughs> the matchups are um but yeah that's uh it's weird um any other thoughts on the game any other keys any other things we should key in on matt
1: yeah don't lose the special teams battle or else you're definitely not gonna that's, win how does that that's
0: sound? actually a very good point <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean keep the keep the pressure up. That's probably the biggest thing that you need to do. Remember, yeah. Fitzmagic Magic did it week one in the Superdome. Who's to say big dick Nick can't do it again?
1: Uh, you know what? He's got the pedigree, huh? He
0: <laughs> does. Uh yeah. It's, it's oh uh, man.
1: I'm excited. All right. Well,
0: yeah. Well, anything else you got going on, Matt?
1: No, that's really it. I'm pretty much fully locked into the NFL right now. You know. The other, the other sports are just, for the moment, on the back burner. i got to be fully focused on our guys.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm keeping an eye out. I watched a little college basketball last night uh, while I was chilling out, um, working on a few things before I start school next week and trying to get caught up there just to have an idea of what's going on with that. Obviously paying attention to the Sixers and the Flyers, as painful as one of those two might be, and as uh, joyous as it might be for the Sixers with Joel Embiid sitting in the stands with fans. Making yeah. a little girl's life last night. If you didn't see that, go check that out. Um, and yeah, flyers, Matt, it, it it might be time to to start putting together some packages, in my I opinion. I would agree. I yeah. would agree wholeheartedly. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us. Matt, thank you as always. It's a ton of fun. No problem. No yeah. problem. Excellent. Well, I can't
1: wait, man. Can't wait to recap next week
0: absolutely make sure that you guys follow along with us on twitter and instagram ThunderBLG on twitter ThunderBlogSports sports on instagram that's where you can check out all of our great stories and posts and all that good stuff uh whether one of us is at a sporting event or when we're at the bar for the games it should be a ton of fun let us know what you think in the comments on the podcast but for my man maddie d i am the g-man have a good weekend everybody and go birds mm-hmm. go birds